The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. Africa Business Report brought to you by SAA, the ones who fly SAA's growing route network. Now flying to Blantyre, Lilongwe, Vic Falls and Vintook. Uh, there's oil in them, the hills, Victor Homeswana. Good news, or is it really good news for Zimbabwe? Good evening, Bruce. It's always good news when you discover something like hydrocarbons in the northeastern part of Zimbabwe because that's where the border with Mozambique is and you know very well how much of the hydrocarbon economy is happening there, especially in the northern parts of Mozambique. So this is a story about an Australian company called uh, Invictus Energy and it looks like it's a listed company, but it looks not so interesting until you find out who's on their board. There's a man called Joe Mutizwa there who is on the Presidential Advisory Council of President Nangagwa. So <laughs> there's a lot of government participation in this deal, but the helium and the gas, whatever they find in that area will help Zimbabwe because they can use all the help they can get. They, they're hit by this gold mafia scandal which spooks investors and whatever they can get if it's a foreign investor they should count themselves lucky because at the moment lots of people are looking at the country as just another shall I say smoke screen all the reforms that have been promised by President Mangawa are not quite materializing but good for them especially in that northeastern part of the country because Mozambique is a very good case to make for hydrocarbon economies. Yeah, and then, of course, there was recently that discovery of Namibia. There's also strong evidence of uh, fossil fuel deposits in South African waters, just south of the Namibian border, too. And, uh, again, it's not a popular thing to be talking up hydrocarbons in a world where big oil is the great big enemy and we're trying to decarbonize. Of course, we are. But until we're in a position to realistically do so and in a, in a world where we are price takers on things like commodities such as oil, would be nice to capitalize on the trend while it still exists. Talk to me about Nigeria and there, um, I mean, again, the refinery story in Nigeria has been so tragic, of course, where Nigeria has been I mean, yeah, one of the biggest oil producers in Africa, hasn't had refining capacity and has been exporting crude to other countries for refining and importing the fuel at higher prices, which has been massively destructive for, for that economy. And, uh, and Dangote, Mr. Aliko Dangote, richest man on the continent, has been building refineries. How's that gone? Yeah, you know what, this, it's gonna sound like an excuse because COVID just disrupted just about everything. You're talking about oil. Nigeria has had this oil curse for a very long time. So for a Nigerian, Africa's richest man, to come in and take a bet on the oil refinery business, when, if you remember during COVID, Bruce, there were lots of cruise ships that were on at sea and they were they were literally at sea and virtually at sea because they were looking for people to offload their oil stocks too. And then you have put billions and billions of dollars into building this refinery capacity. In the end, that was a setback because the, the original date for this, I think, was 2022. And obviously it got disrupted and then it became 2024. I don't know how that is going. But all he's saying is when it comes on stream, and this has been a long, long story, continuing story, when it comes on stream, it will add billions of dollars to the GDP of Nigeria. No question. Anybody who's been to Nigeria will know that the biggest, the biggest problem is getting to the petrol station and having to queue for hours sometimes. And that will come to an end. But not only that, Nigeria will be able to export to 
to the rest of the economic community of West African states. It has been delayed by, by a lot of time, but because of the intra-Africa trade that's supposed to take off on the back of the recently signed Africa Continental Free Trade Area, it just might be that he, he, had, he has had the delays, but his due season is not that, that far off. Now, cocoa is absolutely critical in making anything that is worthwhile consuming. It is the basis of chocolate. It is the basis of hot chocolate. It is the basis of most things that are glorious in the world. Uh, Liberia is actually going back to basics in terms of creating a seed garden for the future. It's amazing. Yeah, this is, uh, it looks like a small story until you consider what they call the Côte d'Ivoire, Ghana, Cocoa Initiative. This is what has been called the Cocoa Cartel, Bruce. You know that over 60% of the world's cocoa comes from Ghana and Côte d'Ivoire, which are West African countries. And what they had done just before COVID was to form the oil cartel, and they looked for something called the origin differential, that if you are buying cocoa from those two countries, you must pay a really serious price to make up for the fact that farmers in those areas were being exploited. Now, that created an oil cartel that was in a cocoa cartel that was forced to compromise during COVID to shore up sales that were taking a knock. Now, if you look at Liberia, it's a small economy, but 25,000 farmers who are being coordinated under the International Fund for Agricultural Development, that is the agency, an agency of the United Nations. I wouldn't be too much of a conspiracy theorist if I said probably it's one way of the buyers of cocoa finding an alternative supplier because Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire have shown that they are going going to form the OPEC of cocoa. They might just be saying because George Weah's Liberia is trying to get on to that level where of they, they can get agriculture going. They might create a crop of farmers that will be able to have an alternative channel of supply for them in case the cocoa cartel of Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire becomes strong. Because if that becomes as strong as it could be, it's going to create a problem of the prices. So maybe the United Nations is trying to help some of the buyers of cocoa to create an alternative channel of supply. Much like the way the United States has been trying to shore up business, the oil business in Nigeria, so that they have less and less reliance on the Middle East, or at least get a share of their supplies from West Africa, Bruce. And and then finally, uh, the Germans are coming, certainly to East Africa, Kenya, Ethiopia. The German Chancellor, Olaf Scholz, has been traveling. Yes. You know, before she left office, Angela Merkel, the chancellor, former chancellor, came to South Africa, if you remember. And at the time she was lobbying because that's when President Ramaphosa was part of the chairship of the African Union. And she was looking at beefing up the relations between the European Union and African Union. The, the equation is simple. China has gained a lot of ground on the African continent, not only by buying resources and selling its own supplies and overtaking some of the manufacturers of cell phones like Apple and or threatening their market, but they have also replaced if you talk to any of any people in the industrial, whether 
they are cement manufacturers, whether they will tell you how they have no longer, they have been buying more and more of their technology. That is the machinery they used in their factories from China and no longer from Europe. So this is Germany's way of getting back and rebuilding on the back of their obviously good reputation as the engineering country of, of what they say, heaven engineers, heaven's engineers are German. They, they are trying to rebuild that by saying the world is a multipolar or multilateral world now. There's room for all of us to build relationships. But I remember more than 10 years ago being in Ethiopia meeting a German, say, a woman saying she is just building relationships with the construction industry. All they are doing is they are selling their engineering expertise or acumen to the rest of the African continent to try and steal some of that action from the Chinese because the Chinese, as you know, have left this African continent over indebted. So those countries that might be in distress and looking for a way out could find in the, in, in Germany a rescuer who could have not only the money maybe to back up these small power projects, but also to provide the technology and engineering that come with it. Victor Gomeswana, thank you very much indeed. Victor is author of a fabulous book called Africa Bounces Back. He is a regular contributor on The Money Show on our Africa Business Report.